listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John and Pimba and James Grinday. What's going on, FA Nation? John and Pimba here with James Grande. This is the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast recording here on Wednesday evening for Thursday's four-game main slate. James, man, how we doing? Doing good. Uh, recording a little earlier than we generally do, so we're not going to have many spreads for Thursday slate. But again, just a little four-gamer. I'm excited for it. I, I do. I have liked the four-game slates a lot this year, especially during this COVID era, right? Like it's been very difficult in these like 11 game slates, like we had on Wednesday, to navigate the waters that is COVID. Right. Not only like. Do we deal with injuries on our on a reg, in a regular year? We now are dealing with COVID and injuries. So these four game slates very easy to like weed things out and really hone in on our plays much more than eleven game slates where you know you and I have both been like uh, a lot more g- lineup generator bigger users of the lineup generator here at Fantasy Alarm and DFS Alarm on the bigger slates just because the exposure is like. We've just needed a lot of exposure every like spread out across the board. Mm-hmm. Whereas the four game slate, like I think we can really hone in on core, really hone in on the best matchups across the board. And and just looking at things like already like three teams on a back to back, two of the best teams in the NBA are on this slate. Like I, I I like the looks of it. I'm ready to talk some hoops for Thursday's four game slate. Yeah, so you got Boston, New York. Boston's on a back-to-back here. We get Detroit, Memphis. Detroit is on a back-to-back. We got Golden State, New Orleans. Golden State is on a back-to-back. Uh, and then our late night hammer game, we got the Clippers versus the Suns, which should be a good one. There's some notable injuries as we talked about. Some guys already being ruled out. We have Kemba Walker officially ruled out. We have DeAndre Ayton, who did clear protocols, but is not going to play Thursday. So his return is nearing for everybody there. Desmond Bain is doubtful. For this game, but in turn, Memphis has Dylan Brooks as questionable after clearing protocol. Kyle Anderson, I believe, also cleared COVID protocols and is questionable as well as Kyle Anderson. Anderson. Kyle Anderson back injury doubtful for Thursday. Oh, there you go. Doubtful. It's the Anthony. The Anthony Melton then is the yeah. one that is uh, questionable to play. So guys like that are, are could be returning to lineups. Again, we got a whole bunch of list of COVID guys, and it's kind of a smaller slate. Obviously, we'll see what happens there. Javale McGee cleared protocols, but he is also going to be out, so we'll at least get uh, maybe a Jalen Smith game, maybe a Bismarck Biyombo game, based <laughs> off of. Uh, what happened there the other day, something to certainly watch out for. And the same thing goes with some of these Detroit guys that cleared and then didn't play today with it being the first game of the back-to-back. Corey Joseph, Isaiah Stewart, guys like that. We could certainly see activated here. Like you said, James, let's jump into it. Point guard spot, $11,000. Steph Curry, Pelican tournaments? Tournament. I mean, even on a smaller slate, tournaments. Like, it's not only are we just playing in a tournament. Like, now he has a back-to-back to deal with. Maybe rest. Maybe rest. Maybe this is a game Kerr looks to get his guys some rest. I don't know. It's just speculation. We'll see. Especially with the return of Clay Thompson on the horizon. Like maybe he wants everyone as fresh as it can be for that for the return. So we'll see. If Curry plays his tournaments only though, it's still too it's so why are we paying eleven K for a guy who let's see how many times over his last ten games has he given us fifty five fantasy points? Two? Maybe. So, yeah, two. It is- you know. He's he went for 37 fantasy yeah. points, and and if everyone plays, is that game does that game stay competitive? Is that like something that Maybe we? Maybe ha- is healthier now as well, so that's fair. It's a game. It's the it's the uh, the last game before Clay Thompson returns, so 
Yeah, it's. I think it's just tournaments only for me. The Nightcrawler's 9200, John Morant, home against Detroit on a back-to-back. Gotta love the 9200, right? Because he has been 97, 98, 96 the last three slates. During that stretch, he's gone for 51, 55, and 48. So now we're getting him at a discount and in a great matchup here against Detroit. And what's the what else what else are we possibly missing here, John? Desmond freaking Bain. There's I mean, no Brooks, reason. Brooks is probably coming back, but I mean. But yeah, but like. No, so with Bain off the floor, 33% usage rate, 1.3 fantasy points per minute, both lead the team. Okay. Do you know what we paid for Cade Cunningham on today's $8,200. Okay. Well, he's 79. He's having himself quite a game. Does the back-to-back worry you for the number one overall pick here? Nope, not in the slightest, but he's 21 years old, 20 years old. He should be be good to go. Should be good to go, yeah. Uh, I like this price for him. Same. I definitely like this price for him. Also like the price for Chris Paul. Revenge game, Clippers. They have that little uh, little history there between the two, and he's actually been playing pretty well. Again, a, a, the Pelicans hung in that one for we got a double out of that, 11, 15, and 5. Paul has 31 assists over the last two games between the Pelicans and the Hornets. Now they return home after a three-game road trip. 7,300 works for me. I don't you know, generally say cash games on four-game slate, but save for cash. But I also think he gives you that floor in your tournament structure. Yeah, I don't. the price is getting really nice. Back-to-back 40-point fantasy games at 74. And now, you know what? We've done so well pricing him, and he's done so well playing. Let's lower his price even more. Hard to ignore. He's going to be popular at this price for sure. Oh, very, yes. He's definitely going to be popular. That is a thousand percent uh, crack there. Down in the mid-tier, we got Reggie Jackson at $6,100. He uh, returned the other day, played just 21 minutes in that blowout. They played 33 minutes against Brooklyn. I mean, there's the minutes are there. It's a matchup against Chris Paul would maybe be the, the worry for you potentially there. Other than that, you got the Celtics guards, so Smart Intruder. Devontae Graham's at $5,900 going up against Golden State. Graham's been coming off a really strong game. Obviously, there's inconsistencies with him at times that you kind of have to go back and forth and worry about. The definite worry with Jackson is if this game is not competitive. I mean, the Clippers don't play their guys. They just, they pull their starters and play their Mm -hmm. bench. That's obviously something that we have to worry about. And Devontae Graham is is strictly a tournament play. I was looking up numbers for the Warriors are just the best defensive unit in basketball, period. And I... I wanted to play Luka Doncic on, on Wednesday slate a little bit. I was like toying with the idea... And I just couldn't get past the fact that uh, they're so good defensively. Tournament's only there. That that works for me. Is Now, this is the problem with the small slates, right? Like, we get past this grouping, and then you're wondering, like, where do we go, right? I get, do you play Melton fresh off of his injuries? Do you like the Knicks guards here? Quickly only played 22 minutes like we talked might have happened there. Like, where are you going at this point guard spot if you're looking at value? Gary Payton continues to start. And even with Jordan Poole back, he's played 30-plus one night. So I think that's a, a place we can go. There's been a nice floor, too. 23 or more fantasy points in seven straight games. So I think Gary Payton is the top value player. I don't love much else. I mean, you can play Killian Hayes if you would like. It's a very low floor. He does. He has flashed some upside at times. And he's 3,400. We're recording this game between Detroit and Charlotte's at half, he's played 16 minutes, right? Like, that's pretty good. Like, in a, in one half, 16 minutes, one off the yeah, team he's lead. Starting- so it's a very low floor, 
But even in blowouts, like, why are you taking, what's the point in taking Killian Hayes off the floor? This, is, this team is going nowhere, like, development. If you're okay with, and I, the low floor that he presents on a four-game slate is much more appealing than it would be on, like, an 11-game slate. So, yep, um, that's if you want to take a shot on Hayes, I think this would be the slate to do it. All right, over at shooting guard, a top price guys, Jalen Brown at 9K, uh, currently going off. Again, as we're recording here, there's six minutes left in the second quarter for the game between Boston and San Antonio. And Jalen Brown's got 14 points already in five of 11 shooting. Uh, adding to that, he also has, uh, was it three rebounds, a steal, and a block. So, I mean, like, he's having himself quite a fantasy night. The return of Jason Tatum uh, struggling, one for eight from the floor, so certainly having a little bit to do with that coming off COVID. So what are your thoughts? Do you like Jalen Brown here at 9K? Would you rather look at guys like Devin Booker at 87? Go back with Diallo. Brandon Ingram at 81 looks nice, even though you mentioned Golden State really strong defensively. I mean, I definitely think it's in play for tournaments. I almost like Brown more in tournaments than Booker only because everyone probably plays Booker and that game could just be a nightmarish blowout. The Clippers are not very good right now without Paul George. I lean Brown over Booker. I think Booker is a little safer. Ingram I like. We mentioned Cade. Wiggins is fine. Smart's fine. I like Jordan Poole for tournaments, Sean. Yeah, that that could be good. I like that. I like that call, especially if somebody sits, as you mentioned. Uh, Jordan Poole, high upside play. So I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Anybody else jumping out to you name-wise? What Amir Coffee played another 20 minutes the other day? I guess, like, by default, Amir Coffee, he's like playing a bunch of minutes. Fournier kind of like just didn't play. Quentin Grimes just kind of didn't play. Didn't play. Like, this is uh, weird to see like all these guys fall out of Thibodeau's rotation, especially. I don't know if you saw the Amir quickly fast break and then pull it out to the three point line and chuck a three. It was. A Did he immediately get taken off the floor? He should have been sent to the moon for doing it. No, he didn't. But uh, it was bad. It was like such a bad look. I don't think there's anything down here. I think, I guess like you could take a shot on Amir Coffee. Uh, NAW, maybe. Uh, he only played 15 minutes against Phoenix. Don't really know why he only played 15 minutes since. Maybe it was a back-to-back. I don't know. But I guess you really can't trust that. So I, I guess it's just coffee if you, you know. Yep. If you're into if you're into drinking coffee. Sounds good. Uh, let's go on over to the small forward position. We have Tatum at the top at 10-2. Sadiq Bay having himself a nice first half there at $8,500. Other guys we talked about, Ingram Wiggins. Josh Hart is $6,400 going up against Golden State. Dylan Brooks potentially returning at 6200 And then R.J. Barrett coming off of a, a monster night against the Pacers. 32 actual in that game for him. He was really attacking all night long. I don't know if we can get any consistency out of this, but we do have 240 fantasy point games now of the last three out of Barrett. Yeah, and no Kemba again. And I think what we even liked even more was that Randall was back. And Randall had a big game too. The fact that they can coexist is nice. Uh, yeah, I like Barrett at 6K. I know, like, obviously, he could let us down. But even, you know, it... In the floor of the last four games has been 27 fantasy points. So even at 6K, like almost 5X, not going to kill us. Yep, uh, I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you on that one. All right, if we want to go down a little bit further, uh, Marcus Morris is 56. Yep, that's a great price for him. Cam Johnson's 53, a guy that we keep on running back to here, I think is certainly a spot to look at. Other than that, unless there are guys out, nobody's jumping off the page to me. 
I mean, you could theory, theorize Justice Winslow in a tournament. He's back in the rotation, three straight games with 25 or more fantasy points. They're down a lot of guys. They are. That's I cool. know Brandon Boston is out of protocol. I think I saw Batum is questionable. Yeah. They're still down. Zubak, Hartenstein, they're both still they're questionable. So they might be out. Hartenstein without a timetable to return. And then Zubak in protocol, but questionable. So I guess it depends on who's in and out for the Clippers. But moderate interest in Winslow. Most of these guys sit again. I'm with you on that one. Power forward at the top. We got Randall at 10K against Boston. We got Draymond, second half of back-to-back against New Orleans. Again, the Boston guys are there with the multi-position eligibility, Al Horford. Jaron Jackson's coming off of a pretty strong game, 22 actual. It didn't do much else, but 22 points is nice. He gets Detroit in that, in that mid-tier range. Of the guys we haven't talked about yet, any of those you know stand out more than Position kind of stinks, John. Yeah, I think for me, it's probably the value, right? Like Because there's so much multiple-position eligibility, like Marcus Morris is 56, Trey Lyles is 5K, Cam Johnson's 53. Like I, I'm pro- Obi Toppin. If he if those guys are out, I mean I know guys came back, but if whatever reason guys end up being out, he could be a person. I know he played nine minutes against. It's funny he plays 45 and then plays nine because guys got healthy. But you know, if guys end up out end up being out, you never know with COVID. Like he could be somebody. Yeah, I mean I definitely agree. Largely like that's what agree. we're doing, right? This is like it's this is a position on a small slate where the multi-position eligibility works. So the guys we talked about small forward, you pick two and then yep. you're or you pick one and then you just play the other power forward. Yeah, I'll say one thing. Lyles definitely in play. I would caution. We'll wait and see what I the return of if we get the return of Isaiah Stewart. That's sure. possible. I knowing Kyle Anderson's potentially out again, John. Brandon Clark has been playing a whole bunch of minutes. 23, 25, 25 minutes. 35, 27, 32 fantasy points the last three games. And he gets Detroit Detroit on a back-to-back. Like, I think Clark would, one, get blowout run. Two, I mean, clearly be, like, I mean, he's clearly in the rotation even if it's not a blowout either, right? In on Brandon Clark to just throw into that mix. And I guess if the Clippers are still without everyone, Serge Ibaka, he's going to only play 18 to Probably 22 minutes, but he could do a lot in those 18 to 22 minutes. Yeah, he certainly he certainly can do uh, a lot in those 18 to into 22 minutes for sure. All right, if we're going over to the center position, yeah, you got Valanciunas as a top price center on this slate, and then again, it's guys that we've kind of discussed a little bit. We do have the Celtics guys here, Rob Williams and Al Horford. Williams at 7K isn't really appealing to me unless Horford sits on the back to back would be probably the only avenue that I would have interest here. I mean, then it's like, what do you do with the Phoenix guys, right? Like, I, I guess Steven Adams played 33 minutes. If you want to go back there, you probably get some floor production, but not like a lot of ceiling. But what are your thoughts, I guess? I mean, Valanchunas, in theory, has a, an advantage. They don't play Looney a lot. I wonder what they did in this matchup. They played Looney 11 minutes. So... Like, in theory, he has a big advantage against Draymond, at least size-wise. I know Draymond's a great defender. Don't hate it as a contrarian tournament play. You're right with Rob Will. Like, even though he's been good with Horford, I don't think it's... Yeah, it's like two on the nose for it's his two. Team. Yeah, it, Horford has to be out at that price. He's been good. I'll acknowledge that, but I kind of agree. Like, it's Adams. I don't know if I would take a shot on Bismack, but I... And thinking about it, mention Clark, mention Ibaka, 
but I don't think there's anything else, I guess. Would you play Jalen Smith and just hope that he doesn't get four fouls? And yeah, like and he got hurt. I wonder if like that had something to do with it, too, right? If he gets hurt and he's in foul trouble. And, like, yeah, the Pelicans, like, kept it around, but never to the point where he needed to, like... I know he checked back in, but he got a foul and then checked immediately out and then never checked back in again. So, like... Right. I don't know. There, I think there there could have been a lot of factors there. Yeah, I, w- I would go back to the well. Maybe a lot of people are scared off if he's starting. I mean, there's no reason not to right there without a lot of guys. Right. So that's kind of how I'm thinking. They're missing quite a few boys there. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. We got James, you're on the four-game playbook here. So uh, you'll have that ready for everybody to go. We'll have a full day of content for this one. Hopefully uh, not too much news will be out there. We can get a, a semi-clean slate. Let's get some guys back and get basketball back to uh, a little bit of normalcy here, shall we? Yeah, please. So that wraps it up, everybody. Know where to get us in Discord. Know where to find us on Twitter as well. For now, we will catch you guys later.